February is Black History Month, and the KVMR News Department is looking to share stories about the African-American pioneers of Nevada County. I'm Julia Jem. Last week, I and local historian Linda Jack collaboratively told the story of Mary Ann Dorsey, one such pioneer. This week, with Linda's extensive research being my guide, I'll be providing a glimpse at an important local group, the Sanks family, particularly Isaac Sanks and his son, Isaac Jr., Their story begins aboard the steamship Commodore Stockton when the ship's owner, Colonel William F. English, arrived someplace between Newtown and Rough and Ready with three enslaved people, Jacob Thomas, Joseph Thomas, and Casey Sanks, their sister. Members of the Thomas family had been enslaved at the English family's South Carolina plantations for decades. Fortunately, Jacob, Joseph, and Casey seemed to have a favored relationship with English. Before they sailed, he agreed to grant them their freedom after 18 months of labor in California. Enslaved people in California were often able to earn money of their own by working for hire on Sundays. This was apparently also the case with these siblings, given that they were able to pool their earnings and buy the freedom of Casey's husband, Isaac Sanks, who had remained enslaved in Florida. William English died in a gunshot accident on August 27, 1852, and consequently, Jacob, Joseph, Casey, and Isaac seized their newfound freedom. Jacob, the oldest of the siblings, left the state sometime in 1858, joining roughly 800 other black Californians in heading to Vancouver, British Columbia. He was successful in building a life for himself there before returning to Grass Valley in May of 1861, and unfortunately passing of tuberculosis in September. Prior to his death, Jacob wrote a will. He left his house and two vacant town lots to Casey for her lifetime, and then to her children. Isaac worked a number of jobs, while Casey, likely using her inheritance from Jacob, financed mortgages for aspiring buyers in town. She gave birth to two sons. The oldest was Jacob, born in 1855, who passed away at age six. Her second son was Isaac Thomas, born in 1858. Isaac and Casey's home sat on what's presently the corner of Alta and Linden Streets. In 1863, in an article in the Black-owned newspaper The Pacific Appeal, their home was described as follows. The appearance of the house denotes it as the residence of a man of refined taste, whatever may have been his antecedents. Surrounded by fruit trees, flowers, and shrubbery, so tastefully and artistically arranged as to seem almost embedded in a mass of foliage, yet there is nothing out of place nor out of season. A spacious garden in the rear, where vegetables and flowers grow in luxuriance, surround the domain of our humble friend. Joseph also settled in Grass Valley, with a home on Townsend Street. Together, he and Isaac operated an ice cream parlor at Hamilton Hall, which was a relatively major entertainment venue. It was located at the corner of Neal and South Church Streets on the lot where Bank of America now stands. Joseph and Isaac's business was advertised as an alternative to the many nearby saloons. They sold ice cream, tea, coffee, fruits, and lunches served in the finest style, including their specialty, a Florida-style gumbo. Hamilton Hall was later destroyed in a fire. As a result of that, Isaac and Joseph moved their business to the opposite side of South Church Street, naming their new location the Little Beauty Coffee House. Isaac and Joseph became highly involved in building the black community, both socially and politically. Most importantly, they focused on civil rights issues, like ending the ban of testimony of black people in court cases, abolishing slavery locally and nationally, securing voting rights for black men, and gaining access to public accommodation and education. One of their first socially motivated acts was the establishment of an African Methodist Episcopal Church, which was erected in the summer of 1854. It had cost $1,400 to construct, which would be nearly $50,000 today. Its trustees were Isaac Sanks, Joseph Thomas, Isaac Bummer, John Hicks, and Henry Blackburn. Weekly advertisements of the church services always welcomed any of Grass Valley's residents to join. 
The church was well-known locally for its exceptional choir and musical talents, including Isaac Jr., who was also musically talented and would perform later at local events. In March of 1876, Isaac Sanks hosted a visit by the Tennessee Jubilee Singers who he'd invited to Grass Valley. But Sanks' community building didn't stop there. It was well understood by the Black community that education was an important key for the advancement of its children. However, public schools weren't open to Black children, and even when separate public schools for Black children were mandated, they weren't always provided or well-staffed. Many members of the AME congregation were parents who had children that were unable to attend school with the white children in the community. In June of 1864, some of these parents chose to build their own school adjacent to the church. Isaac Sanks initiated a subscription program to help raise the necessary funds. Shortly after this, along with the performance of white children, the union began reporting on academic performance of the black children in subjects like geography, spelling, and reading. Isaac continued to be involved in educational matters following these events. In fact, in 1872, he represented Nevada County at the Educational Convention in Stockton to petition the state legislature for equal opportunity for black children. On January 3rd of 1870, in celebration of the ratification of the 15th Amendment, both black and white citizens of Nevada County planned a gala celebration that was to be held on April 12th in Nevada City. Isaac Sanks was one of the vice presidents of that event. In May, Isaac Sanks and Jacob Sanders were named as likely candidates for marshal or town trustee. The Grass Valley Election Board refused to put the names of black people on local polling lists until certified copies of registration had been received from the county. Isaac Sanks personally went to the clerk's office in Nevada City and obtained proof of the registration, then hand-delivered the information to Grass Valley officials. The board added the names of 15 registered black candidates the week before the election. They had the fewest votes of any of the trustee candidates, but they won the distinction of being the first black candidates in California history. By 1882, Isaac Jr. had taken over the operation of the Little Beauty Coffee House. He was also the local recorder for the Weather Service and took sounding records at some of the lakes in the High Sierras. Twenty years after his father ran for public office, Isaac Jr. did the same. On September 10, 1894, the Republican Party selected their nominees for township offices for the upcoming election. Isaac Jr. was one of the men named for the position of constable. On May 8, 1894, he received 150 votes, and although he didn't secure the position, he was the first black candidate in California to run on a major party ticket. On December 22, 1892, Joseph died at the county hospital in Nevada City, and Isaac and Casey both died peacefully at home on May 8, 1894, and November 6, 1896. Isaac Jr. remained in Grass Valley until his death on May 30, 1908. I'll end here with a quote from Linda Jack. The deaths of Joseph, Isaac, Casey, and Isaac Jr. marked the end of an era. Against all odds, they had lived and thrived through slavery, Reconstruction, and Jim Crow. Through it all, they had stuck together as a family, improving their own lives and the lives of members of the Black communities locally and in-state through their social and political activism. Their obituaries reflected the affection and support of Blacks and whites alike. For KVMR, I'm Julia Jem.